This is Nancy. And this is Dana. And you're listening to the NY Foodie Family Podcast. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the NY Foodie Family Podcast. We are continuing part two of our talk about Cooperstown. In last week's episode, we talked about the National Baseball Hall of Fame. We talked about our trip to the Farmers Museum, and we also talked about the Fenimore Art Museum. So we are continuing our uh, discussion about our weekend in Cooperstown. And I do want to repeat again that we were hosted by This Is Cooperstown. Uh, I made an error last week. Go Cooperstown is actually their Instagram page. If you want to go, give them a follow. Um, so we were hosted on our trip. Um, and we're going to continue with our next stop, which was the Fly Creek Cider Mill. So let's set the scene. It's a quick jaunt from downtown Cooperstown, probably about a 15 minute drive, yeah, give or take. Not too far away. Not too far. It is a bunch of different um, cider and wine related and gift related places in one. So I'll give you a quick breakdown on it. You have their outdoor grounds, which includes uh, food stalls. Mm, like one. Food stand. Oh, one one food stand, okay. And then there are areas, a uh, pond with geese. That you can feed. Feed you the can geese. Pay. Yes. Uh, the family collects tractors, apparently, so you can go see uh, their tractors. But the real star of the show is the inside area. So there's a bit of a wait, depending on the, the season. Right. I think in the, we went in the fall, which is a great time to go, but it's also apple picking cider time. So yeah, we went during a busy time. Um, what they like, what they say is that they like to have a comfortable flow. So when you do get in, you have the right amount of time to check out all the samples and see all the um, areas inside without feeling rushed or crowded. So they do flow the people in, which is why there's a wait. So and and they're pretty upfront about that. I think we were waiting for half an hour at the most. Oh, I don't even think that long. Not even that long. I don't think that long. They had. Um... Cider samples outside and little facts and games along the wall to kind of keep you amused and entertained while you're waiting. Wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. Um, so they, they do keep things moving, but they do pace you on purpose. So when you do get in, you're not uh, slammed with a bunch of people all crowded around because it does kind of snake through different areas and there's not a lot of room necessarily to get out of the way. It's really packed with uh, with, with content, if you will. So... Once you get inside, uh, there are dozens of different samples of everything from chips to salsa to jams and jellies. Fudge. Fudge. Cheeses. Thing, all things apple related. Yes. But it, it's also, if you've ever been to like Stu Leonard's, they kind of like push you along on a, a certain path that you kind of have to follow. That's the snaking around. So yeah. they, they keep you they keep you moving along. You can get back to where you started if you said, oh, gosh, I forgot to pick up chips. You can get back. So it's not like you're just nudged towards the right. exit. But they do kind of want to keep you... Keep things moving. Right. So they can get more people in that are waiting outside. But yeah, so they sell, like we mentioned, all those kinds of food products. 
chips, pretzels, sauces, salsas, fudge, and more. Um, and they have pretty much almost everything a, a sample for almost everything food-wise that they sell. No, they don't nice. make a lot of the stuff there. A lot of the stuff is made for them. They're not making tortilla chips and right, you know, on site. On no. site, um, almost everything is branded with with their with their brand all over it. Um, so it's got all their stuff on it, but there are a couple things that they do for themselves on site. Which is which their is cider, and you can go upstairs and you can actually watch them on the weekends pressing the apples, which is kind of cool. The press has to be what at least a hundred years old. Yes. It's it's an old one. It's an old one. Uh, they stack up apples and they just slowly drop this really heavy uh, press on top of it. And over the course of, what, an hour? It's squeezing every last drop of liquid after, out of these apples. And you watch them flow down the path to the collector. And they turn perfectly good apples into apple mush and cider. Yes, and they make over 20,000 gallons of cider every fall, which is crazy. And at the pace that, that Smasher smashes the apples, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they uh, are also a licensed New York State farm winery. So they also sell apple wines and cider, hard cider, uh, that you can sample if you're obviously 21 or older. We tried a few. Yes, and we actually were given sample uh, some food products from Fly Creek Cider Mill, including uh, regular apple, the hard cider, and the raspberry hard cider. And they were both and, good. Yeah, they were. They were really good. Sweet, but not too sweet. Yep. And you can buy them in, by the bottle. Six we, packs? Um, I think we had a four pack, two of each. Four so, packs. Um, but yeah, you can purchase those there among all the other things that they sell. So overall, you're, you're going through, you're sampling a bunch of food. Uh, you actually walk through the apple fridge. Remember that? Yes. We even we bought some a variety of different apples. And you can sample them all to taste the difference, you know, pick out the ones that you like. But uh, we, we purchased a mix and match bag of apples. Yeah, a little, little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything was fresh and delicious, as, you, as you'd expect with a place that has apple trees on the grounds. And upstairs, uh, they have a gift shop, which sells things like T-shirts and, and hats. ornaments. They had a lot yep. of Christmas ornaments. Little household gifts and things. Mugs. Kind of remind me of a Cracker Barrel gift shop. Kind of, yeah. So that's all upstairs, all the non-food items. And then downstairs is all the food. So... Uh, it's definitely a fun place to check out, but you do want to make sure that you leave room for lunch because we did end up eating lunch there at the outdoor food market stand that they have. And I have to say, that was really tasty. Way better than expected? Yes, way better. They didn't really have to have good food there. They've already got you captive on site. You're there for the cider and for gifts and for samples. They didn't really have to have a decent lunch, but they did. Yes, they did. So we actually ended up sharing two of their value meals, which was enough for the four of us. And their combo meals were a really great deal. They come with chips, a beverage, and a slice of pie. And a slice of pie. So I believe one of the ones we got was the 
um, pot roast yep. sandwich. Pot roast sandwich, which was really good. And then I think the other one was like the barbecue pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, had the chips and the drink. I think we substituted one of the drinks for an apple slushy, which apple cider slushy, which we had never even heard or seen prior to this visit. And it was super delicious. Small upcharge, I think. Yeah. But it was worth it for, you know. Yeah, way better than a soda. Yeah, something we'd never had before that we all were like, wow. And then talk about the pie. The pie. Well, I'm not even a pie eater to begin with. Like, but... it's really not my one of my favorite desserts. But they had a whole bunch of different choices that you could select from. And we ended up picking... Uh, an apple caramel nut slice of pie and a fruits of the farm pie. And I don't recall what fruits were there. Berries. It was a variety of berry based and yeah, apple. And apple. But these pies were delicious. And again, another opportunity that they could have just said and a slice of pie and it could have been just Apple. Apple. Or not even their pie. I guess that maybe maybe that doesn't make sense. But it could have been just, and a slice of pie is here. You get apple and there must have been five or six or seven different pie choices. Yeah, there, there were several. And we're like, oh, let's try these. And we were impressed by both. Yes. And they could have been teeny tiny, just, they were full full slices of pie. Yes, they were large enough. And, you know, again, the four of us shared the two slices of pie. And Am I too excited meal. about the pie? <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little bit. Well, you like pie, so. But even me, who does not like is not a huge pie eater, was like, wow, these are really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And they have uh, picnic tables, and they had uh, a mini-sized band. is maybe one or two people. Yeah, yes. Uh, on guitar. Uh-huh. Pride and Little Entertainment. So, and it, it was very crowded. Again, this seems to be very popular, especially in the fall. Uh, a nice way to spend some time outside after you do your shopping inside. They want. They kind of want you to stay. Yeah, and what could have been a tourist trap really turned into a really fine afternoon. Yeah. So altogether, we spent about two hours, including having our lunch, waiting online before entering the the marketplace store, and then walking through the store. The grounds are clean and well kept. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice way to spend a couple hours. So even though it's a you know, 10, 15 minutes outside of Cooperstown, it is definitely worth a stop when you're visiting. Agreed. So stay tuned. We have some more coming up. So now we're going to talk about where we stayed during our visit to Cooperstown. We stayed at the Lake N Pines Motel. So it's Lake and then the letter N. And I think there's an apostrophe on one and the yeah, yeah. Uh, and it says motel, but there's no motel that we've ever been to like this. No, when I think of a motel, I think of like all the rooms connected in like one long row. Yeah, side of the highway kind of stuff. Yeah, this is not. This actually has a, a whole variety of different accommodations from there's like one double bed, like a room with one double bed. All the way up to uh, like a two-bedroom cottage, which we had stayed in. And they have like rooms with two queen or king beds in it. So all all different kinds of accommodations. And we got there at night and you just kind of wind your way around and 
there's a building that pops up over here and a building that pops over there. I, I think they've just started building buildings over the last, I don't know, 50 years just on the side of the, of the hill, down at the lake. Yeah. And um, we actually had, what, half of a house, basically? Yeah, so it was a two-bedroom cottage, which was adjacent to the game room slash indoor pool area. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it was... Two bedrooms, one bathroom, a full-size kitchen, and a living room. So this is one of those good places to stay, at least the, the cottage. Uh, if you're planning a long weekend and you don't want to go out to eat all the time, you can bring your groceries and actually cook. Had a full kitchen, a full-size fridge. Yeah. So a, a kitchen table and chairs. So if you have a, you know, a large family and... Again, want to save some time, want to save some money, and do some cooking and eating in the room. This would be a great place to stay. And a deck. So there's a sliding door to the deck. If, yes. if it was a little warmer, it was kind of chilly in the morning. You it could, was. You could it watch the chilly. sun come up, I guess, you know. Overlooking, overlooking Otsego Lake. Otsego Lake, yeah. And one of the, um, so we mentioned there is a game room with some older. Older games. <laughs> video games. Foos table, I think. Yeah. Pinball machine. But yes, definitely on the older side. And there is an indoor and outdoor pool. We well, we didn't go in the outdoor pool, so no, we weren't looking closed. for that. I believe the outdoor pool was there but closed at the time. Yes. Indoor pool, hot tub, and a sauna. Yes. Which we, the kids did go in. Did yeah. they not? They went yeah, we didn't pool? we didn't melt the kids or anything, but it was no. it was pretty hot. And they had pretty generous hours, I think. They were open till I don't know, 9 or 10. Yeah, I think it was 9 at night. And luckily, our room was right there. directly across. So they went from, you know, the warm indoor pool to the pretty cold outside into our... Back inside again. Yeah, into our room. So we got lucky with that. And then the fairly nice perk in the morning was... looked to be a pretty recent new building just kind of popped up because you know, they're just popping up buildings everywhere, I guess, when they get the opportunity was the breakfast nook right it's a building it is at the bottom of a hill so just be warned for some people that might be a you know it wasn't far but no, it, was it was a rather drastic downhill to get there and it wasn't far for us but it wasn't far for us fair other but people might... other end the place isn't huge but i guess if you're walking to breakfast it would be a bit of a bit of a walk right uh, but they had a full continental breakfast in this little, it was warm and sunny. And again, if the weather was a little bit warmer, I think they had an outside they deck. They did have a nice deck with, that was right on the lake. On the lake. Watch the sun come up if you wanted to. And, uh... I mean, it wasn't hot food. There was cereal, fruit. Bagels, cinnamon buns in a, in a wrapper. Yeah, things, packaged, things like that. packaged yogurts. And some fruit. If yeah, you didn't I already say fruit. I said fruit. Okay. But yeah, so very basic. But, you know, we do like places that give any kind of breakfast. It just, you know, is one way to save on a weekend away. Yeah, and you could tell there's a lot of people from all over the country just stopping there on the way to the Hall of Fame. Just off the top of my head, I remember somebody in like a full Orioles uniform. Yes. Um, and people just coming from all over. They, you know... When you consider Cooperstown, and I always said this last week, you're probably thinking baseball, you're probably thinking Hall of Fame, and the, you know, 
lodgings there cater to that crowd? Because it's 12 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, it was less, about 10 minutes. About a 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute drive into Cooperstown from our hotel, motel, I should say. And we actually tried to get the shuttle, remember that? There is. So Cooperstown does have a trolley that drives around and there's certain points where it makes stops. I don't know what happened to the day we went. We we parked our car thinking we we're going to take the trolley in, save on like trying to find a parking spot. How long did we wait? We were there for a good 15 minutes and it was on on the verge of raining or if it was if it wasn't actually raining. Right. But they had a little little sh- bus shelter. Yes. But it was a little chilly and there was no shuttle, no trolley. But they had an app. Remember the app? Yes. And, and it we're wasn't watching moving. it. Yeah. It'll tell you exactly where the shuttle was, and the shuttle was not going we're like, anywhere. We're like, this is, I'm not sure this is going to get us co- come here anytime soon. It so. didn't say seasonal? No. And we did see it driving around we later did. in the day. It didn't but say there was off hours? We we missed it. So. I, but the parking wasn't too bad. No. Fair, fairly plenty of parking. Again, this is not on the Hall of Fame weekend. Correct. And very close to all the, on the I guess I'd call it Main Street. That might even be that the was name Main of it. Street. Yeah, <laughs> was it? it was on Main Street. So, so. lots of little little uh, parking nooks. I think we we were right by the uh, the Double field. Day field. Double Day Field. Yes. So it was a good spot to park if we weren't already going to the Hall of Fame to walk around Cooperstown, which we did. Yes. And we'll talk about a couple stops that we made. And I do just want to going back to Lake and Pines Motel. Just talk about this is not like modern accommodations. All right, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, we we this we this is like in, our first apartment. Yeah, when we walked in, we said this is like a throwback to college, college early nineties. But it was it, it looked like oh, it was it in was great shape, new, like it was barely used, but right. it was just the decor seemed a little dated. I don't know what what, what do we say cozy. It looked like the, because it you know, came with like a, like a, a faux leather like recliner. Like that was the exact same recliner we had in our college apartment. It was, it was that kind of thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but right. it wasn't fancy by any means. No, and just the decor, like the comforters and the carpet. And it just seemed like late 80s, early 90s. I don't know. But it suited it. Right. It, it didn't like seem said, out of cozy, place. It was cozy. cozy. Yes. Nice, cozy accommodations. So it was It was half a house, so it was spacious. Definitely. And we would have certainly made ourselves at home if we were there for more than a few nights. Right. We were there two nights. So Two nights. But we weren't really there for the lodging. Like a lot of things, we were just there to come in, sleep, right. get up, and go do more stuff. Yes. And it, you know, suited us great, like we said, with the complimentary continental breakfast and the beautiful lake otsego views and it would probably been easier to find where in the daylight in the daylight yes so you know if you're planning on staying in cooperstown definitely check out lake and pines motel as a possible lodging place coming up we're going to be wrapping things up with about our cooperstown trip with some of the other food places we visited so while we were at cooperstown we mentioned we had our complimentary breakfast at the lake and pines motel 
So we had two lunches and a dinner on our own off in Cooperstown. So on the first afternoon, we were visiting the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And as Dana likes to do, he asked one of the employees, hey. Where do you like to go? Yeah. What's a good place to get lunch around here? And he he offered a a few choices. Right. But he did recommend the Double Day Cafe. So we're like, okay, I'm going to go there. Off we go. So we went to the Double Double Day Cafe. It was packed. Very crowded. That's always a good sign. Usually a good sign. Um, And we had a really delicious lunch there. So it is your regular lunch place with the burgers, the sandwiches, soup, salads, um, and they actually had a bunch of lunch specials, which is something we also tend to do is, you know. I'm attracted to specials. Right. When they tell you about, especially a lunch special, you know, we actually ended up going with two of them. So we had a grilled pastrami bacon and provolone on rye. I think that was you. That was me. And I believe I had the cafe burger with caramelized onions, blue cheese, and bacon. Plus they have a rather extensive... Local beers, craft beers. Yes, they even had a beer flight there, which was surprising. Which... It didn't seem like a beer flight kind of place. No, and you had that. I sure did. So it was good to get a taste I, I want to of... say they had at least 20 beers to choose from, unless I'm making that up. Oh, I thought it was a set flight. It was a set flight. Mm. Like, here's the flight you can try. Like, uh, these are the ones that come in it. I think you're right. Because it was like one of those table stand, you know, description things that are always on the tables. You know, the additional menus. Right. Try all of these yeah. and they told you which ones you're going to get. Yes. You're right. You're right. Overall, uh, the place was packed the entire time we were there. And it was not early. It no. was it was probably 2 or, or later, 2 p.m. or later. Mm, maybe. It was, it was still hopping. But things came out reasonably quick. Yeah. And the food was, I'd say, better than reasonably good. The service was great. great. And, and from, I don't know, a two-minute walk from the Hall of Fame. Yes. So it's a great place to go when you're visiting the Hall of Fame. And if we wanted to, we could have gotten our hands stamped or, you know, to go back in later. But we saw pretty much everything that we wanted to see. Right. Uh, we saw all the rooms. Maybe we didn't get too in-depth with every single thing. There's... there's you can imagine just tens of thousands of artifacts. You can't see everything. Uh, so we, we we made the most of seeing as much as we wanted to, and we called it a day. And if we want to go back, it's not that far. Right. And we had a tasty lunch at the Double Day Cafe. And along Main Street in Cooperstown, there's lots of different shops and um, other restaurants and things along the street so we went for a little walk and we came upon the cooperstown beverage exchange yeah i want to say there was maybe a block or two at most away from the hall of fame again so again great little main street lots of little things um souvenir hat, shops hats and, and t-shirts yeah, you want to some of them were dedicated to you know genuine articles and and real baseball uh, i think some of them had probably carved bats and things like that um, but you wouldn't expect a fairly good, um, beverage stop. So the Cooperstown Beverage Exchange right down the street, it's owned and operated by the Cooperstown Distillery. So they have 
quite a few distillery options there of stuff they make. I, I believe they had a rye. Yeah, they did have and whiskey. You, you can you can taste them, so you can you know go up to the counter do a tasting. I think you might have tried a couple. I tried a few. Um, they make cocktails, and so if you just wanted to stop in for a drink, they can mix you up a cocktail. They have a nice seating area in the back. Cushy that, couches to sit on. Mm-hmm, or tables and chairs just to hang out and enjoy your your drink. And I want to say at night they actually turn into. Music? Uh, right. They they were telling us that they had live music later that night, that it was kid-friendly because they saw us with the kids. Mm-hmm. They said kids weren't, you know, invited. Um, but they also have a, a big shop area. A lot of the space was taken up with selling their different spirits. And they carried other spirits from, from other companies, but it was primarily there to feature their stuff. You know, they had... Full-size bottles, which look like uh, glass baseballs. Very cute. The footing of the bottle is a uh, baseball diamond. So if you if you flip it over with the cap on, please, <laughs> uh, you see the baseball diamond, the three bases, and the and the home plate. And it's uh, really cool that they fill it up with their own stuff. And I'm no connoisseur, but I've tasted quite a few over the over the years, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, and we had to, you know, buy one of the cute baseball. We didn't have to, but we wanted no, to. No, we wanted to. It was, it was a perfect, su- yes, perfect souvenir to is. have a baseball-shaped whiskey bottle. Yeah. So. so we got one of those. Uh, we didn't didn't get a cocktail, although they all looked pretty good. I'm, I'm a fan of fancy, well-thought-out cocktails. We just had a bunch of other things going on, too, so... Didn't have the opportunity to to do that, but we recommend that you make a stop there. It was a pretty cool place to, to check out. Good decor, good beverages, and yeah, I think it was definitely worth your time to spend a few minutes to check it out. Yes, if you like spirits and cocktails, make a stop there after the Baseball Hall of Fame. And we had one last meal in Cooperstown for dinner and we ended up going to a pizza place called New York Pizzeria. So unfortunately, living in Westchester and being close to New York City, for a place to be called New York Pizzeria, we might have had high expectations. Maybe they meant New York State Pizzeria, (laughs) but if they were trying to pull off a New York City pizza, it was pretty far off. So... We weren't super wowed by the pizza. We were like, oh, it's pizza. Yeah. Uh, they had a bunch of different Italian specialties and plenty of seating. Yes. It, it's a very large dining area. They have, you know, we sat on the bottom, which was had a small dining room and, you know, was a small row of tables and chairs. But they had a whole upstairs dining area, too. They so. did. Fairly, uh, fairly ordinary decor, except for they had a lot of uh, local teams um, you know, framed yeah, so photos they must sponsor and a lot of track and soccer, local school teams. Right. So if you're looking for something, I mean, pizza is always a cheap, easy meal. So I think that's what we were going for at that point. Um, but I don't know if, you know, you're a real pizza connoisseur, I'd say. 
we were pulled in by the name and oh they got a beverage case and oh they serve pizza and it kind of looked like the decor was fairly new york pizza but yeah maybe go for the uh other italian specialties which we did not try yeah but overall you know it it did what it was supposed to do we had dinner done yes exactly <laughs> exactly so um that wraps up our weekend in Cooperstown. So, you know, fall, like we mentioned, is a great time to go visiting. Uh, hopefully you got some great ideas about some of the attractions and restaurants and things to do there. Again, we will link up everything in our show notes and we'll have all our blog posts and links to all these places uh, to help you research your trip. Uh, you can all find that all on our blog at nyfoodiefamily.com. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap things up with our quick hits. Welcome back. Our final segment, as is every week, is quick hits. Got a couple things to update you on. Number one, Bicycle Sundays are back at the Bronx River Parkway. So all the way from the county center down to exit four at Scarsdale is back on for September the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th, open or closed, I should say, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So no car traffic, just bikes and walking and joggers, scooters, and inline skaters. It's free to get into that. The parking at the county center is eight bucks. So feel free to get back onto that. They, they are closed to the Bicycle Sundays on the uh, July and August, so it has not been on since uh, since June. So May, June, and September. Enjoy those days while you got them. Yes. Next, we have Jazz Fest in White Plains. So it actually started yesterday, September 11th, and takes place through Sunday, September 15th. Most of the days, there are several free concerts, and the other concerts are discounted. So if you are looking to... Enjoy some jazz music, uh, enjoy a night out, please check that out. And you're right in White Plains, so hopefully you can... Uh, Go check it out and yeah. report back in Yeah. next time, see next some, week. See some music. Next up, the Rivertown Public Market is this Saturday, the 14th, at the Waterfront Park in Dobbs Ferry. There's going to be local food stalls, shops, and entertainment. The official start time is at noon, but if you buy VIP tickets for the low, low cost of $25, you get in an hour early, and you can start getting access to the food trucks, uh, food stalls, uh, at 11. So the lines, as I would imagine, would be much lower, so that VIP access might be worth it to get in and get a head start and not have to wait on lines. Sometimes those lines get pretty long, so it depends on how many people there are, obviously, but it sounds like... Uh, the free entry otherwise would draw a pretty big crowd. Yeah, so this is the second year they're hosting uh, the public market. Their last September, they had their first one, I believe, and it's a celebration of all, you know, through our town. So it's kind of nice to get out there and support all the local businesses and restaurants. And when they say Watertown, uh, Waterfront Park, they mean it. Uh, if you haven't been there, it is feet from the river. So and, it's a great day out. 
and parking is limited. So they do recommend carpooling uh, just because I don't know what the parking situation is there. But It's probably free parking at the MTA uh, train station. I just think it's... It's a little out of the way. A little limited. We'll leave it a limited. <laughs> and we're going to wrap things up with uh, what we've been cooking lately. So school has been back in session. And like we've mentioned uh, back in our, when we were talking about meal planning and cooking, um, thought we'd share just a little of what we've been cooking to possibly give you some ideas as you hopefully start meal planning. (laughs) So this week we made sheet pan chicken fajitas from Cooking Classy. Now there are a gazillion sheet pan chicken fajita recipes. I've made them before, but not this particular recipe from Cooking Classy. And this is such a super easy meal to make and such a hit with the family. So I highly recommend. Not too difficult and it comes out like pro fajitas. Yes, and it's all in one pan. So, uh, you know, not too many dishes. And we serve that with a cilantro lime rice. Which, which is, is my specialty, which includes cilantro and lime and, and cooked, rice. And cooked and rice. A little bit of salt. That's about it. So, it's easy. Yeah. That was a, one of our meals this past week. I also made a 30-minute creamy tomato basil pasta from Half-Baked Harvest, uh, the blog. And that was also very tasty. I thought it was great. Yeah. As my you know, daughter at the dinner table is like, oh, is this just spaghetti? And I'm like, no. Do you know what is in this? Everything, pretty much. It had goat cheese. Sun-dried tomatoes. Sun-dried tomatoes, tomato pasta sauce. Pesto sauce. Enchilada sauce. So maybe it wasn't the most cost-effective meal for the week because it kind of had everything that we try to avoid spending $5 for a jar of pesto sauce. but. Uh, it, I gotta say it was worth it in the end. Yes. I was sad to see it go. It was a tasty pasta dish. And then we ended up uh, also making another recipe from Half-Baked, Har- Half-Baked Harvest, um, which was the 20-minute ramen carbonara. And you weren't home. I wasn't home. That dinner that But it was night. perfectly good the next day. Yes, you had leftovers for lunch. But uh, Abby helped me make it, and it was super quick and easy, so... No, thinking about it, those 20 cents of ramen noodles offset the very expensive half-baked harvest recipe with the, the carbonara. Yeah, the tomato basil pasta. That makes yes. sense. Okay, we, we evened it out. Yeah, this ramen carbonara just uses the ramen noodles. You don't actually use the packets. So, you know, when they are on sale for like four for a dollar, you know, good time to to make a dish like this. Yeah. And we, it's super quick and easy. We fully admit that we eat ramen. Oh, still. totally. Yeah, it's still the kids, good. Yeah, especially the kids when we're like going out or something or they want a quick lunch, they'll eat ramen or a cup of noodle. Yeah, totally. Totally health food. Copping up to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we were, that is what we've been cooking lately. Fridays are always our homemade pizza, which we just buy the uh, frozen pizza doughs in the bakery section and thaw those out. And sometimes we do just regular plain pizza sometimes we do pepperoni sometimes we do fun stuff that we've been collecting in the refrigerator leftovers for yeah. right like you know that indian pizza from a couple weeks ago was really yeah good. so and we had started the week off in the beginning of the week with some sausage and pepper wedges that you had made keep it simple yep so yeah 
we'll try and, you know, keep you updated on some of what we've been cooking lately just to give you some ideas to help you with your uh, meal planning and, you know, what to make on those busy school nights. If you have any great school night recipes, we're all ears. Send us your thoughts, advice, and recipes. We're, uh, we're open to trying your favorites. So send them over to nyfoodiefamilypodcast at gmail.com. And we are going to wrap things up for this week's episode. Look forward to talking next week. Got more, plenty more to report and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.